Hi everyone, and welcome to Health Quest 2.0. My name's Jacob. And my name's Kayla. And, and we, are we are your co-hosts, co-hosts taking, taking you on a Health, health quest. quest. Join us as we inspire, educate, and share health information for you to elevate your health, live purposeful, heal, and reach your full potential. We will teach you how to maximize the foods that nourish you on and off your plate. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of HealthQuest 2.0. Today, we are joined by special guest Lee Saradsky, an integrative nutrition health coach who helps motivated individuals to replace their bad, unwanted habits by helping them to implement life-changing, sustainable, and more positive habits. So, Lee, we're super excited to have you here today, and thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for that lovely introduction, Jacob and Kayla. I'm super happy to be here. I've been looking forward to this for quite some time now. Thanks so much for being here today, Lee. We are so happy to have you. And I'd love to just get started and jump right in here. And you are studying with us at the Institute of Integrative Nutrition. And all three of us are almost done. And I'm curious to know, really, what pulled you in to start studying at IAN? Yeah, thank you for that question, Kayla. Um, It it kind of doesn't date back so far, uh, but I'll take it back a little further. Growing up, I kind of grew up in a normal household, um, a loving mother and father, a younger sister, and we we grew up in a suburb about 20 minutes outside of Manhattan. A pretty normal childhood. We had friends, we played outside, we got involved with sports and extracurricular activities. And I was kind of going through the motions just uh, getting ready for uh, applying for colleges, trying to figure out what I want to do with life. And really early on, uh, probably in like the last two years of high school, they they start to kind of put different ideas in your mind of different professions that you need to choose in order to uh, fulfill a degree at the university. And they kind of put this notion in your mind that you need to really um, kind of climb the corporate ladder, stay within your your chosen course and, and follow that along. So I chose finance. I I graduated from Ohio State University in 2015. Uh, I did all the internships. I got a great finance job out of college. I was living in Manhattan and I thought I was doing everything right. Um, But I did start to notice that I was getting a little unhappy. I was not performing as well in my work. I was cooking less, ordering in more and not really taking care of myself physically as well. Um, I, I noticed that I was gaining a lot of weight I didn't want to go see my friends anymore. And I guess looking back, I was definitely, I was depressed. I was not happy with my situation. So one, one Monday morning I woke up and I said, I couldn't do this anymore. I couldn't go through this rat race life. I couldn't commute to and from work every day, not see the sunshine, not have enough energy to really see friends and do what I want to do. So I decided to quit my job and take a step back. During this time, I, I went to go volunteer in an elementary school in Israel. And I I didn't really know what I wanted to do, but I figured this was a low risk opportunity where I could remove myself from the toxic toxic environment that was Manhattan. And in that time, I was really able to find myself. I was able to explore different avenues, try different things. And at some point during that time, I actually went to a doctor's visit and he kind of scared me a little bit. He woke me up and said, you're gaining a lot of weight. You are on your way to becoming diabetic and being someone who's very active. And I always thought of myself as health conscious, but putting it in perspective and seeing the numbers on the paper, your blood work and having uh, an authoritative figure like a doctor tell you 
you're on your way to a chronic disease, it's a real wake up call. So at that point in time, I didn't really know exactly what I wanted to do, how I needed to get back into shape, but I knew I had to do something. And it, it wasn't until that time that I, I started making small changes. I decided to go on walks more. I decided to pick up a basketball again, play some basketball with friends and play a little tennis here and there. And I wasn't really sure where it was going until I started noticing small changes over time. And it wasn't until about three years ago where I noticed that adding movement, adding whole foods into my diet and just having a positive outlook on life allowed me to uh, reach higher potential, kind of level up in health. And it wasn't until Corona hits, until COVID hit in March of last year that I was able to uh, find the time to enroll into IIN and able to further my academics and learn about kind of all the mechanisms that was going on in the past year when I was finding my health. So that's a long story to make it short. And I, I'm not looking back. Yeah, that, that's, I think that's such an awesome story. And I just want to like honor how it really seems like, I mean, you just stepped up and like you recognize it in yourself and you really just stepped up to, um, in a sense, I think you talk about this too, like on your Instagram and your socials, just being the CEO of your own life. I mean, you realize there was something wrong and then you just made the decision. I mean, you took that action and you took that responsibility and just made it happen. And now you're all the better for it. Um, and you're about to start helping other people do the same. So I think that's just absolutely fantastic. Um, I'm also curious, I mean, what was it like to just get up and like leave to Israel? I mean, was that something you had been thinking about for a while? Was it like a split second decision? Like, how did that even feel? Like, did you ever picture yourself just le like leaving the country just like that? That's a good question. I, I don't think the idea came to me overnight. Um, being Jewish and being in a Jewish community, they kind of put the idea in your mind that you kind of have a homeland to come back to. Um, I've been here a couple of times and I wasn't set on moving to Israel, but in my mind, I knew I wanted to be in an environment that was conducive to my health with sunshine, with uh, outdoor activity and, and people who just generally care about their health. And I was looking at other options and being more familiar with Israel and having family here. It was a easy decision, especially with the volunteering position that was offered at the time. Gotcha. And did you notice any kind of immediate shifts when you moved there? Like, did you know when you got there, like, okay, this is really feeling good. Like this is the right decision for me. It didn't click right away. It, it definitely took some time to really settle in and clear my mind. I think being in Israel for the first couple of months and it's a very casual lifestyle and especially working in a school, I had all my afternoons off where I was able to really take time to go for walks, meditate by the beach, by the ocean, and just sit in quietness where I could then start to kind of clear the brain fog and be able to see a clearer path. So it wasn't until a couple months until I settled in there was I able to start thinking clearly and try to kind of put one foot in front of the next. Gotcha. Very cool. Um, so, I mean, now, like, here you are, you're on your IEN journey. Um, and you went through, I mean, just seeing, like, pictures of you from a few years ago. I mean, you seriously had, like, one heck of a transformation, like, physically. And I can't even imagine the gains that you've had mentally and, like, spiritually as well. Um and so I'm just curious, were there any 
like kind of guiding figures or like people that you kind of um, that maybe helped you on your journey or just people like on social media that you looked up to for um, just those people to help keep the momentum going, keep pushing you through on your health journey? A hundred percent. And it, it took me a little while. I really had to clear all the garbage that was on my newsfeed, get rid of all the food Instagram accounts, all the unhealthy cooking Instagram accounts, all like the fake money accounts, who's got the cars, the houses, and all that stuff. Once I started clearing that, I started adding the kind of people I wanted to emulate in my, my newsfeed. And there's two people that I came across. One is a guy named David Goggins, and he wrote a book called Can't Hurt Me which completely changed my mindset. And that's where it all starts. Um, you, you could start walking, you could start running. And sooner or later, you may run into a situation where you'll revert back to old ways. And David Goggins book really helped me to nail down my mindset and really take a bigger picture look at what's really important in life, what's truly hard, what's not hard, and what you need to do to succeed. So he was a huge motivating factor in really just putting my butt into motion. And then the second gentleman I came across, his name is Ben Greenfield. And he kind of advertised himself as like a biohacker, fitness guru, nutrition guy. And his lifestyle, state Washington, how he was cooking fancy meals and just crushing life, that those were the type of people that I wanted to kind of pull their characteristics and, and mold the new lead. I love that lead. That's really inspiring. I love that you talk about how you kind of did like this social media cleanse where you got rid of all this other stuff and just the noise of the world and with making those shifts that you did and then cleansing on social media did you find yourself also changing in with your relationships and being more really just choosing who you want wanted into your circle yeah i i think that's a great point um I did become very selective uh, before I really just followed anything that interested me, um, whether it be for the positive or the negative. And until I started doing that social media cleanse, as you said, that I start putting and plucking specific uh, positive influences in my life uh, that kind of helped shape my beliefs, my habits and my next steps forward. That's incredible. I love that. I think that's important for our listeners to understand our environment can impact where we go and what we're going to do in life. So I love how you made sure you were very selective on what you were listening to, what you're watching and who was in your circle. Yeah. Um, I, I definitely attribute closing my circle and being selective to a huge part of my mentality shift and what I wanted to emulate. Um, they, they say you, you want to surround yourself with the people who you want to be like, and that the same goes for the negative. If you're being surrounded by things that are constantly dragging you down or making or putting your self-worth lower than it should be, then it could really drag you down in terms of health, wellness, happiness, and really success in life if you keep looking up to unrealistic uh, expectations. Yeah, this, I don't want to get super woo-woo necessarily, but um, there is <clears throat> a book um, by Greg Braden, I think. I'm not sure if either of you are familiar with him, but he kind of talks about there's actually some science to like the environment and like our cells are constantly communicating with like the people around us and like we're receiving those vibes and those energies and those vibrations from the people that we're around and so I think um, maybe that is too woo woo but we like you you feel that I mean we feel that when we're around someone with like a low vibe like 
we can just we just know like internally um and so yeah environment is huge and i think that's kind of a good segue into um one of our next kind of questions which is what are some things that you're doing like every day for your health i mean environment is obviously a huge factor but are there some other things that you're doing yeah definitely um that's a great segue and i i believe this is kind of where i wanted to carve out my niche into the everyday, what are you doing for yourself every day to better yourself? And I really think it starts in the morning. If you do things in a meticulous way, even the small things, make your bed, brush your teeth regularly, uh, drink water regularly, get sunshine and ground outside, you're going to build a solid foundation for more things to come, whether that be a fitness goal or losing weight or gaining some mental clarity or trying to fight depression, anxiety, stuff like that. I think it really all starts with a solid foundation. If you do the little things right, then the bigger things will become easier. And if you do kind of stumble along the way and you, you fall into like a little trap, you, you can always fall back into the basics that you mastered, like making your bed, brushing your teeth, drinking water in the morning and just getting outside. So I think mastering the basics would, would be one of the most important things that really helped me in my journey and what I would offer as a recommendation to others that are starting their journey. That's great advice. I think that's just so simple. It's, you know, little things that you can do that really build up and keep adding to your journey and your health journey. So that's awesome. Thank you, Lee. Um, I want to get into the next question now and kind of talk about what you think is the most important thing for people to focus on when they're starting their health journey. So as far as if I had to pick something, would it be diet, exercise, mindset, you talked about when you were feeling kind of lost and out of alignment with your health, you focused on all these different pieces. But if I was just starting, what would be one thing that I could start with? The first piece of advice that I give everybody is make your bed in the morning. It's one of the first things you could do to get a completed task to make you feel a sense to really get your day started in the right direction. Our days are really just based on a subset of situations that we come across that we can either take in a positive direction or negative direction. And it always helps by starting on the positive direction. You want to start, you want to push your momentum to the positive side. Because if you wake up, you don't make your bed, maybe forget to brush your teeth, you don't get the morning sunshine, things just start piling on and it becomes a little harder to get out of this morning rut. So the first piece of information I would give is to make your bed start off the day right. Yeah, I 100% agree with that. I think the mornings are like the perfect time to get that momentum going for the day. Because um, you don't want to just open up your phone and get stuck scrolling for 30 minutes to an hour. Um, like I've just, just even just in my personal experience, like, it just changes the whole tone of the day and your productivity. Um, something is like, you don't really think much of it, but it really does have a huge impact. 100%. It, it really changes like the neurochemical makeup of what your outlook is at that point of time. And especially first thing in the morning, right? When we have the most energy, we have our um, highest like, uh, decision-making capability. You want to use this decision-making for positive things. You don't want to waste your decision-making powers um, on, on something like whose Instagram account am I going to go through now? What rabbit hole am I chasing now? Or how many likes did I get on a post the day before? So start that mindset first thing in the morning and the rest will follow. Yeah. And like kind of what you're just hinting at with the neurochemistry of the brain, I think 
especially if we do look at our phones like first thing in the morning that's a very reactive state that we're putting ourselves into like oh my gosh I got this terrible email like that's just like so negative or I have to respond to this person and do this stuff like gosh this day are you kidding me like it's 9 a.m can I just get my day over with already um and then then on the other hand if you're not doing that and you're going for your walk you're drinking your water you're making your bed it's just a very much more proactive like you're in control you like this is this is your day this is your day to make the most of Um, yeah you get that dopamine hit right in the morning it's it sets up a whole chain of reactions that could either set you down the positive path or a, a not so positive path. Yeah. So what does your morning routine look like? <laughs> My morning routine has been pretty, pretty solid the past year or so since joining IIM. Every morning I wake up and I make my bed. Uh, the next thing I do is I brush my teeth. And the next thing that I do is I make a, a warm cup of, especially now in the winter, I make a warm cup of water with some tea or mint or whatever fresh herbs I have sitting around. I take this warm cup of water, sit on the balcony where I get some morning sunshine and I'll sit there, I'll meditate a little bit, I'll breathe, and then I'll pick up a book and read for five, 10, 15, 20 minutes, whatever the time allocates for the day. And after that, I'm either gonna take my morning into a workout, if I have a workout scheduled for that day, or I'll go grocery shopping and run some errands but I get most of my stuff early in the morning because that's when we have the most decision-making capabilities. Awesome. Very cool. That sounds wonderful, Lee. I love how you get that morning sunshine because I think that's so important in the morning to just soak up nature and be in the sunshine. I love the motivation that you bring and that drive and that mindset that you have. And what is it that really keeps you motivated and just driven on your journey and in life and on your health path? Yeah, Kayla, thank you for that. I think that's a great question that really made me think. Um, I, I think it's a tale of two different stories. One, one of it is trying to prevent myself from going back to where I was about two years ago. That kind of gives me the baseline of kind of where I want to stay above, where I don't want to go back to. So that's kind of keeping my general health afloat. And then on the other side, to keep pushing myself a little further, I try to implement small, easy to obtain goals. Um, Let's say it's a race. Maybe it's say it's cooking a new meal for the week. Maybe it's reading a new book that I have on the, um, sitting on my shelf. Um, so it's the small goals that kind of keep me pushing towards the next step. And it's the fear of going back to where I was that kind of prevents me from falling too far. I love that Lee. I think that's incredible. How would you describe who you were back then versus who you are now? That's, that's deep Kayla. That's really deep. Um, <laughs> looking back to who I was, I was, I was going through the motions I was probably just a, a lifeless body, just doing what I was being told to show up to work every day, um, to eat whatever was being advertised me advertised to me that week and just go through the motions. And, and now I really found this drive from within and um, it did take a, a spark from the negative side to really propel me in the right direction. But now I have such a more positive outlook on life. I really feel like the gratitude and the happiness and all that good stuff flowing through my veins now. And it's just so potent that I want to share it with whoever I can. It sounds like you're just like 
enjoying life and you're actually living it and just breathing in and the goodness of the world. I love it. Yeah. I just wanted to say just hearing your story. I mean, I've heard your story a few times now and it's just seriously such an inspiration. I think like, especially to our listeners. And um, I know me and Kayla kind of are on the same page too. Just a lot of young people feel like they have to kind of stick in this rat race. Like they have to go to college. They've got to get the nine to five. Like that's just the path that was set for them. And then here you are just kind of showing that you can really blast through that and push past that. And that's not the only way. Um, So I like, thank you for that, just for showing it to me and even the listeners as well. I think that's really powerful Um, because there is just so much, more potential out there. I mean, we all, it just goes back to, we really are the CEOs of our own life. I mean, we get to make the choices. Um, We just have to take that responsibility and do it. And I think you're just a great example of that. So I really definitely honor you for that. So thank you, Lee. Thank you guys. I really appreciate that. And I just want to say on that point that don't, everything has been so normalized the whole nine to five job, the whole internship, kind of get your degree, stay in this profession and climb the corporate ladder. This also applies to so many other things like diet. You got to adhere to this food pyramid. You got to exercise, eat a certain amount of times a day. And, and so many people are also medicated on with chronic diseases that it's almost the new normal. And it's time. Like we've realized that maybe the normal is not truly what's best for us. And we learned this concept at IAN called bio-individuality, where we all kind of uh, kind of have our own inputs that allow us to succeed in different ways. And, and just because something works for somebody else, it doesn't mean it's going to work for you or your neighbor or your best friend. You kind of have to play around with trial and error and see what's going to work for you. Just because somebody tells you something is normal, you could try it out, but don't believe that it's the end all goal. There's other things out there and you're not going to know about them until you try them. Yeah, I love that you just brought that up because I was just going to say the same thing that it all ties back to the bio-individuality. I mean, sure, there's all these set paths in quotation mark, um, whether that's a job or a diet or how even just considering how someone else has lived their journey and their story, we can't, we just, those just don't work. I mean, it's just what is normal shouldn't be normal. I, I don't know. That's what I, yeah. You said it better than me, but yeah, it's just, we all have our own unique paths that we really need to follow. Um, And it's really just kind of our, our duty as a human or as whatever we are on this planet to be our authentic self and take that path that we're meant to be on. Right. No, I'm I'm totally with you. you. You summarize it pretty well. And just for the listeners to know, when you do decide to change paths or kind of try something new, try a new diet, try a new profession, it's not a it's not a, a, a life sentence. You, you reserve the right to change your mind. You're allowed to reverse back and go a different course. Just because you're leaving one thing, you're not putting it behind forever. And just because you're going to something new, it doesn't mean you're married to this the rest of your life. You, you have the opportunity to go down whatever path you want to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I think that's really important to hear. That was a really big kind of aha moment um, that IEN brought me um, because I, my journey really started a functional medicine doctor kind of put me on like the paleo diet. um, And I was just the strictest little monk. Like I would not touch gluten, dairy, soy, 
um who like not like gmo stuff like i just wouldn't be anywhere near it and i think i've really um like much appreciate appreciation to ien because i've really just grown past that and it's more of an in- intuitive thing now like i'm not sticking to like i hate using the word diet that i at least in the sense of a strict regimen like diet that word just needs to be out of here it's not really serving anybody um it's just all goes back to that bio individuality and just using our own intuition and listening to our body's cues um so yeah i definitely agree with you there yeah uh your your story about becoming paleo and trying that out kind of really resonates with me as when i started my journey i was really a hardcore keto i wouldn't touch a carb i prioritized my fats and it was really really strict and it kind of uh set me back socially as well. I, I kind of had to take a step back and I wasn't really able to go out with friends and enjoy food outside or kind of enjoy a pasta night with the family. So it's really all balance. Um, I, I agree with you. The word diet just implicates something negative and has such a negative connotation that you just feel like you're, you're sticking to a regime that if you slip off, then you failed, you're a failure. Yeah, no, absolutely. And yeah, just imagine me a freshman coming into college, fresh on this paleo diet. I mean, I lived with like 16 roommates and basically everyone, I unintentionally set myself up for this just because um, like, that's just who I was at the time. I, they just called me like, oh, you're paleo. Like you just can't eat this. Never mind. <laughs> like you can't go here. You're paleo. I was just the paleo kid. Um, and I mean, yeah, I definitely being like it definitely served me, I think, to get the ball rolling at least. Because um, I'm sure you saw great changes too when you were really strict on it. Um, but it really just diets just aren't sustainable like that. And like you said, it can set you back socially. It doesn't really make you happy for the long run, just restricting yourself so much like that. Yeah, so, yeah. I, agree. I agree with you guys. I think the word diet, for me, it doesn't it isn't even in my vocabulary. So I haven't used that word in years. And for those listening, Lee, you know, you talk about how you started with the keto diet, but what does your lifestyle around food and how you eat, what is it like now? And what can you recommend to somebody who is trying to eat healthier? Like, you know, we are thrown with all this paleo diet, keto diet, fasting like what would you recommend for someone yeah uh, I think that's a great question so many people are struggling with this just because every new day of the week we're, we see a new diet that's the new fad diet carnivore vegan paleo blood and now type I see diet. <laughs> blood type diet now there's a new pegan diet from our good friend Mark oh, Hyman yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so every week it's just really a new in my opinion, it's a marketing gimmick to kind of eat a healthy whole foods balanced diet. And what it comes down to for me is moderation. Um, you, you could be really strict in terms of paleo, vegan, carnivore, whatever it is. Um, and, and if you balance that with having what I call soul food, foods that really feed the soul, make you happy, allow you to socially connect with family and friends. I think the balance that you could find within there that works for you that doesn't create stressful situations around food that makes you feel good and gives you energy for the day. I think those are the three things that I would recommend to um, someone who's confused about their diet at the current time. 
Yeah, I think that's a really good way to frame that right there. You called it soul food. Some people might call that a cheat day, you know, yeah. like, I think it's just a really productive way to think about it as just, this is what my body wants right now. This is what my body's telling me. And I mean, this is just the best decision for me, whether um, it doesn't necessarily matter if it's serving my health right now. I mean, I'll get back on track. This is just what what's right for me right now. Yeah. And I'm, I'm echoing with what Kayla just said as well, how diet is not in her vocabulary. It's not in mine as well. And neither is, is a cheat meal. A cheat meal just implies you're doing something bad and it applies a negative connotation. It doesn't make you feel good to cheat on whatever you're doing. Mm -hmm. And you're going to associate negative feelings and negative beliefs with this particular food that you probably enjoy. That probably gives you so much happiness and, and satisfaction. So to associate something so negative to something that you really love there's such a conflicting, stressful uh, connection there or disconnection, honestly, um, that, that doesn't happen. And, um, and, and Jacob, you actually just touched on something else I want to say that just one bad meal is not going to throw you off your path. Just like one good meal didn't make you a healthy individual. One day of paleo didn't make you healthy and feel good. One day of keto didn't make me feel good. It's the progression of, of accumulating and compounding all of the good meals that make you healthy just like compounding all the negative meals or the negative thoughts, negative emotions that compound to make one unhealthy. Yeah, that was perfectly. I think I was just having that conversation with someone yesterday about one meal didn't make you unhealthy and one meal isn't going to make you healthy. So like Jacob said too, you can always get back on track, you know, enjoy the cookie or soul food as Lee calls it, because it, it is healthy in another way because you connect with other people and you can enjoy that cake or the pasta dinner or whatever it is for you. And we put so much pressure on ourselves and feel so guilty and bad if we have a scoop of ice cream, but the ice cream is not hurting us. It's our emotions and our feelings towards the ice cream that is actually hurting us. Yeah, exactly right. I shared a post yesterday on my account that I saw and the post said, um, if you stress more about eating the cookie, it is more unhealthy than eating the actual cookie. Yeah, that's exactly right. I think we have so much pressure on ourselves as a society. And I think the whole theme here is just getting, like to sum it up really, is just getting back into balance and having balance and being okay with having a cookie here and there and eating your vegetables um, and doing eating your vegetables, you know, 90% of the time and having a little soul food here and there and just trying to get back to the basics, you know, not need, not needing to label I'm on the paleo diet or I'm on the Mediterranean diet. Because for me, I look at if people were to ask me, you know, what kind of diet or something do I follow? I, I kind of just say, well, I eat healthy. I guess I'm kind of like Mediterranean and paleo and all this, whatever you want to call it. So just healthy food from the earth, I guess. Whole foods, nourishing whole foods. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more with you, Kayla. I mean, all, I think all of us are on the same page here, clearly. Um, yeah, I actually like wrote a blog post my freshman year. I was just so fed up with everyone calling me paleo and they had all known <laughs> I had this little blog and I wrote a blog saying, I am not on the paleo diet and just saying exactly <laughs> what we're saying here. And they were all like, what? And it's just, it's just not, I like it's, 
just not even something I think about. It's just using, just doing what I think is right. Like using my intuition and choosing foods that make me happy. And I think that's just a great starting point um, for everyone listening. Just, I mean, we all just balance, go back to the basics, set your foundation, fruits, veggies, higher quality foods. Like that's really just that simple. And it becomes a compound effect that um, we can't just expect the short-term results. It's the long-term that really matters. So Lee, going back to, obviously IAN has really shifted and helped you and kind of changed your life in a sense. So what is next for you after IIN? Um, I, I want to continue this education. I want to keep learning. I want to be a student of life. I want to keep understanding what's the new, what's going on out there. What do people need? What, where can I kind of fill in and, and help other individuals who may be struggling as well? So I am going to be taking on clients to give them health coaching advice where I'd really act as their guide on the side and kind of hold their hand along their own journeys and allow them and give them advice and help uh, encouragement and some accountability to allow them to achieve some goals and maybe break through some barriers that were holding them back in the past. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, that's great to hear. And I think um, it's also I think we should talk a little bit more about kind of health coaches and what they do, because it still is a fairly new profession, really. I mean, not a lot of my friends are like, what is like, what does a health coach even do? Or like, it's just not something that's quite mainstream yet. And people don't even see it as a viable career path, even though it is really emerging as that. Um, So can you just kind of explain maybe in your own words, Lee, like what like, what is the purpose of a health coach? Why should someone seek out a health coach? Like, how can they really help? For sure. And I was just as confused about a year ago as actually, what is a health coach? Am I going to be a PE teacher? Going to be have a whistle in my mouth and, and start drilling suicides up and down the basketball court? Um, but it turns out it's, it's none of this. And the, the way IAN frames it is that you're really a guide on the side. You're, you're guiding your client, whoever you're helping, friends, family, to achieve their optimal health and to level up. And I think the role of a health coach is really important in today's modern society. Um, Everything is so go, go, go. And um, there's so many moving parts in life that it's a health coach is so necessary in order to bridge the gap between modern everyday living and traditional medicine. Usually you could see a, a trainer, you could see a nutritionist, and these are all just different aspects of life and what a health coach does is really incorporate all of these different facets of life to what we talked about before is to find balance, to allow yourself to maybe um, pick up on something that you're slacking on in one area of life, um, allow you to dial back something that you're too intense in and allow you to prioritize your goals, to focus on what really matters in life and just achieve happiness and success. Yeah, yeah. that's great. Lee, I think you summed that up really nice. And it's important to, to note that a health coach really is a guide. They just guide their clients on their health journey and guide their clients to make better decisions that can improve their health and their life in general. Yeah. And I think the guide part and, and accountability is very important as well. Um, we're not strangers to the news. We know what's going on out there. We know that sugar is bad for you. You know, you need to move. You know, everyone knows you need sunshine. Everyone knows these things, 
So it's not like they are just blind to the facts. They just need some help. They need someone to really give them encouragement and to show them where maybe there's a breakthrough in one area and maybe um, just bring something to light in their eyes that they haven't seen that could be holding them back from something else. So just having that accountability is really the, the kick in the butt that you need to kind of break through all these beliefs that you already know, but you're having trouble implementing into your own life. Yeah, I think a lot of people also get confused that a health coach isn't there to just give you like the information, like our biggest competitor, if we were just in the business of information and telling people what they need to do. I mean, go to Google for that. Like Google is like anyone in the health and wellness space biggest competitor because all the answers are there. Everyone, this is the age of information. I mean, everyone should technically like we all know what we need to do and it's available for us. Um, So the distinction is just like a health coach it's like we're in the business of transformation, right? We help people take that information and translate it to action and how it can work for them. Um, and I just think that's a really important thing for people to understand as well. Yeah. Um, so where are you currently at with your health and healing, Lee? I mean, are you just kind of in maintenance mode? Or are there any big goals or big things that you're working towards right now? Yeah, uh, that's a great question. And what I would classify it as is maintenance. I'm always in maintenance. I'm always fine tuning like the little things and trying to improve, trying to find different ways to optimize health in different areas of my life, whether it be a morning routine or a fitness regime or trying out new things within the quote unquote diet. Um, So I'm always looking to just keep leveling up, seeing different areas of my life where I could personally improve and take it from there. Um, Health's not about a destination. I'm not looking at a finish line down the road. It's all about a journey. We can't really predict what life is going to throw at us. It ebbs, it flows. Sometimes you get thrown into quarantine. Sometimes the sun is shining and you got to just live every day with a sense of gratitude and hopefulness and, and just keep improving on yourself from the day before. Yeah, that's a great statement for this time during what we're dealing with globally um, that we can't predict what life throws at us. And going off that, it's important to be healthy and stay healthy and and be positive and have a good mindset. Because when things like a virus comes around, we want to be resilient to not only the virus, but like we want to be mentally um, resilient so that we can deal with things like quarantine and stuff like that going on. So that's a really great statement. Yeah, I totally agree with you, Kayla. It's, you just never know what's going to be thrown your way and just being prepared all the time and, and keeping good will allow you to adapt to whatever situation is brought upon us next. So for those who are ready to start their health journey and they just want to see all of your, you have wonderful food pictures on your Instagram all the time. So where can your our viewers listening like, find out more information about you and see what you're doing and connect with you. Sure. Right now I'm primarily located on Facebook, and Instagram. Uh, you could find me at Lee underscore Saratsky. I hope one of you guys will spell it for the audience. It's, it's a bit of a hard one. Um, and I hope to launch a website soon where I could start um, providing blog posts, recipes, as you mentioned, I love cooking, so I would love to share my creations and, and healthy ideas with the masses. But right now, I am on Instagram where I'm sharing my message and my story on how I started 
and what I use every day to just level up. Yeah, we'll definitely put all the links and we'll keep an eye out for your website too. And I'll look forward to your, I am not on the keto diet post. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, that's awesome. I think, so I have one more question just before we wrap up. Um, If there was one thing that you want to leave the audience with today, like one like deep question for people to think about to just get the gears going um, or just you've already given a few action steps today, but maybe like one thing to just do. Um, what do you want to leave the audience with today? Uh, you put me in a bind there, Jacob. Uh, if I may, I'd like to leave two pieces of advice here. For sure. Um, one thing is it's never too late. No matter where you are in your journey, the time to start is today. Don't put it off to later. Don't think you already missed the train last week. Today's the day and and go with it. And the other thing that I wanted to mention is invest in your health and wellness today, or you'll pay the bill later down the line. You see so many people with chronic diseases, bedridden, so many, so many bedridden people out there, and they, they didn't primarily take care of their health when they could, and they had all the tools. So I encourage everyone to not wait till later down the line and to invest everything you can into your health now. That's wonderful, Lee. And thank you so much for being here. Like, we definitely appreciate your driven and motivation that you brought to our episode today. So thank you so much. Hey, I wanted to thank you guys for providing this platform for not only for myself to share my story, but so many others that have messages that should be heard by like-minded individuals. So I really appreciate you guys holding this platform to allow people like myself and you guys to really just speak the message to the broad community. So thank you guys. Oh, well, thank you. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, just, yeah, we loved, I mean, we've just loved having you on. And like I already said today, like, maybe not even in the health and wellness space, but you're just kind of an inspiration, at least to me, just for how you conducted yourself on your journey so far and just taking the leap and doing things that might have been a little scary at first, um, but saying, I mean, this is my life, my life to heck with it. Like, I, this is what I want to do. Um, so yeah, thank you so much for coming on, Lee. It was a blessing getting to talk to you today. It was my pleasure, guys. Thanks so much. Really appreciate you both. Yep. This has been your hosts, Kayla and Jacob. Bye.